LeBron James, we can't take this guy for granted. We don't know how much longer he's going to play. I know he wants to play with Bronny, but there's no guarantees. You know what I'm saying? Father Tom could knock on that ACL at any moment. <laughs> Look, I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. Really on the plug. Really on the plug. Really on the plug. And we are back. That's right. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you, it's your main man for Ross in the building. And I got with me on this beautiful Sunday, you'll be hearing this on Monday, my main man, my brother, Stir Fry Time in the building. Yes, sir. And I'm so glad we are recording because you took me away from that tragedy that was the Lakers-Suns game. They are getting smacked right now. So I couldn't wait to stop watching this and hop on wax with my boy Farrell. No better way to celebrate LeBron's failures than an episode of the Hoop Club. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> nah, I'm playing, man. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's great to be back on Wax as always. You know what I'm saying? New episode. We're coming with the consistency, as you guys have noticed. More YouTube videos in your ear. You know mm. what I'm saying? Or in your eyes, I guess I should say. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, you already know we got another jam-packed fire episode for y'all. You know what I'm saying? With that said, let's get straight into it. Net Sixers. Ben Simmons making that trip back to his old stomping grounds. He hasn't been seen in the Philadelphia area for a long time. But he came back with his squad, the Brooklyn Nets, sat on that bench, and ate all that hate up. Ben got booed, but the Sixers ended up taking the real L that day, getting smacked by at least 25 points by Kyrie, KD, and company. But Ben, man... I think he wanted to feel that. Ben wanted the smoke. Okay, this is Ben facing the demons, closing the chapter so he can move on in his life. What'd you think of the game? What'd you think of Ben facing Philly? So I'm going to start off with Ben, man. And as we know, Ben, Ben is quite controversial. You know what I'm saying? My boy Benji, this man, Ben, loves the beef. He loves the drama. He loves a great storyline. You know what I'm saying? And what better way? And to come back to your old team, you ain't even playing and beat your home, your old team at home by over 25. You know what I mean? Big shouts out to KD. KD's back. You know, it's like he never even left. My boy Kyrie is doing this not on a nightly basis, but on an every other nightly basis. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the Nets look good, man. The Nets look good, bro. There's a lot really to talk about. Some takeaways from the game, man. The Nets look better without all that star power. You know, you have too many... Too much of the same thing. It was overloading the team. You know what I mean? I think they actually they get better with ben, when Ben Simmons comes back. Steph Curry is a huge addition to that squad with Joe Harris being out. The Nets, man, they're starting to look back to the way that they should be, you know? And let's talk about the Sixers, man. Last couple of episodes have been really, really high on the Sixers. And nothing changes, you know what I mean? Very disappointed in the poor performance James Harden put up. 11 nice. points. You hate to see it. It's as if he was a member of the Nets that night with the kind of stat line that he put up, you know? Um, it, it was shades of his time on the Nets. You know, he wasn't really, uh, I mean, it's not to say that he wasn't aggressive, but he wasn't, you didn't feel his presence the way you're accustomed to feeling James Harden's presence. And with all that being said, <laughs> Joel Embiid is a goddamn killer. You know what you're going to get from him. The guy put up 27 and 12, just about season averages for him. 
Uh, it was a fun game to watch, man. I expected a lot more from the Sixers. And if, you know, if I had to put some money on it, my money would have been on, you know, the Sixers. But with all that being said, the Nets came out and showed why they were the scariest team preseason of last year, preseason of this year. You know what I mean? And what they can do when somewhat healthy, you know? So a lot of great takeaways from this game. And look at all the different directions my boy Faraz just touched on. Like, there's so many different stories that went into that ESPN Friday night, I think it was, game. Yet the story Thursday that we're night. left, Thursday night game, the story that we're left with, the impression, at least on my mind, is James' big game struggle. He, it, it happened again. Three for 17, only 11 points, only five assists. The reason this is a big deal is because we've seen this before. It's not the first time. For how great James is, there's a reason he hasn't won a championship. And that is why. That on Thursday night is why. Like, let me give you a stat to just show how bad James was on Thursday, okay? James Harden joined Russell Westbrook as the only players to not score a two-point field goal after 10 or more attempts in a game this season. Shit. Oh, shit. And I know this is going to come back to bite Russ. But uh, with that being said, though, man, that's that's tough. And, you know, that is historically horrible. You know what I mean? There's only two guys in the, in, in the league this season. I'd argue, you know what I mean? If you look back at previous seasons, we'd go a year or two without someone averaging or someone being in that category, right? Uh, the reason why Russell Westbrook is no surprise is early season struggles, the, the way the Lakers were set up. And we know Russell Westbrook, he just pushes the point. You know what I mean? He's similar yeah. to Kobe in that regard. He could miss 50 shots, and he's still going to shoot another bad one. I personally am not a Russell hater. You know, I think he didn't have his best season, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about James Harden and his big game struggles, man. And this is something that we've seen time in and time out. That Houston Rockets team that he had that made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals, I'd argue he's the, his lack of performance in the end, in the big game when they needed him the most, is the reason why he never even made it to those finals. He could have beat the Warriors and very much they had a chance to beat LeBron that year. You know, so uh, with all that being said, it's, it's sad to see that James's struggles are continuing in these big game situations. And this is after, you know, five or six games of 25 points plus. You know what I mean? Almost a double-double in every single one of those games, a triple-double here and there, you know? So we did not expect that from James Harden. We know him to be a killer. We know him to be able to do whatever it is that he wants on the floor. But I'm thinking, man, it was more than about basketball that night. You know what I mean? There's that facing the old team. I don't think James Harden is fully comfortable in the decision that he made. I think he's comfortable coming to the Sixers, but I don't think he liked the way it transpired. You know, he had his boys in KD and Ky Kyrie, barely even made it a season, season and a half, if even that long, you know, um, and he left. It was ugly. <laughs> bless you, my brother. Bless you. Thank but you it man. was ugly. You know what I'm saying? And so with all that being said, it was it was more to it than just basketball, in my opinion. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm not done burying James, bro. It's an open casket and I'm here to throw the dirt on it. OK, because look, <laughs> like I said, this isn't the first time. We expect more from James, but we also expect, you know, we expect more from James, but we're not shocked when in a big moment, in a playoff setting, in a playoff atmosphere, he comes up small. At least I'm not, because you look back, 2012, he's rocking with OKC. Game three and game four of the NBA Finals, eight and a half points on 20% shooting. 2015, game five, Western Conference Finals, 14 points, 18% shooting. 2017, Game 6, Western Conference Semifinals, 10 points, 18% shooting again. And then even as recent as 2018 with the Rockets, Game 6 and Game 7, this is when he was up to those Warriors. 
Yes, he scores 32 points per game on those last two closeout games, but only on 41% shooting, 24% deep, and with 14 turnovers in those two games. Just for some context, 41% shooting might not sound awful, but from the field, that's worse than Julius Randle this year. Oh, God. That's worse than Russell Westbrook this year. That's is bad. 41% as a top scorer, as your top dog, is very inefficient. Like, comparison. Especially when you're. Sh- Go ahead. Especially, sorry to cut you off, but especially when you're shooting that many uh, layups, you know? Yeah. So, look, th- th- it's, it's kind of a style of play thing, right? He's very all or nothing if he's not going to the line, if his threes are not falling. That's a lot of his game right there. So, exactly. if he's not doing those two things, he must be finishing at a high level. Or it's just you're getting eight points on 18% shooting. That's what it looks like. All or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, somewhat of a trend that we've seen from James Harden, and you mentioned it. There's a reason why he's not a champion, because if he could have closed out, he had two opportunities in the Western Conference Finals, did not have, did, wasn't able to do it. He was the guy. He had these types of seasons, the ones that we know he's capable of doing. So, you know, definitely some disappointments from James Harden's end in that regard. Do I think it's time for Sixers to start, you know, Worrying about moving on or how they're going to... No, I think they're still championship contenders. I think we just need to see... I can't say it's more of an effort from James Harden because he put up 17 shots. It's just we need to see some more consistency from him in these big games, these closeout games, the games that we need him to prove who he is to us, you know? That's big facts. So shifting back to the Nets, right? That game raised some questions. Only good questions. But it's got me wondering how good this squad can really be. Like, where, where does the ceiling lie for the 2022 Brooklyn Nets? I think we'd all agree, right, when we look back or when we look at the landscape of the league right now, they're a lot better than their ninth, 10th seed record, right? That's, that's clear. But there are only a handful of teams capable of doing, like, are they up there with the 96 Bulls? Can they do that? Are they going to be running through the playoffs at the end of this year? 96 Bulls went 15-2 in the playoffs en route to a championship. Can they do what the 17 Warriors did, 16-1 in the playoffs? Can they do what the 01 Lakers did, 15-1 in the playoffs? Do you see that type of success coming if Kyrie's cleared to play at home games for the Brooklyn Nets? Another team you didn't mention, of course, this was before they changed the playoff format to four rounds as opposed to three, but the 1983 Philadelphia 76ers with Moses Malone's famous fo-fo-fo, which actually ended up being a fo-fo-five, but we don't need to go into all that. But it, beautiful point that you're making, man. I think this Nets team, from a talent perspective, is very capable. You got Kyrie, KD, two top 75 guys. I think Ben Simmons, at the point, really eases a lot of pressure off of these guys, especially with the defense that he brings on the other side of the ball. You got Steph Curry, you got Steph Curry space in the floor. <laughs> You're going to probably get Joe Harris. I don't know when he's estimated to come back, but regardless, you got talent. You know what I'm saying? You, you got pieces. Picking up Andre Drummond was big. Some added depth off the bench for rebounding, man. This team looks scary, and you mentioned it. We're, we're going to be mentioning their names with the greats, the greatest of the greats to ever do it. So the 96 Bulls, the 17 Warriors, the 01 Lakers, are they capable? That's going to be tough, man. Now, we, we have a feeling the vaccine mandate and all these things are going to be lifted soon. There's a lot of what-ifs. You know, There's a lot of what-ifs before I can just say these guys can do it. 
on paper, absolutely. But we've seen something different than what it is on paper so far, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned them being in the same class with those teams, the 17 Warriors, the 96 and the 91 Bulls. That's only if they win a championship because it's quickly forgotten when it doesn't work out. Remember those loaded Lakers, Gary Payton uh, teaming up with Shaq and Kobe, Moses Malone, I think, or one of the Malones are on that team too. No one really remembers them because they didn't do anything. But these Brooklyn Nets, man, they have the star power. You're going to need that. They have the shooting to really either make up ground or blow a team out. You mentioned Seth. Patty Mills has been great, and he's playoff tested. Ben Simmons, like you said, I think he's going to be amazing. True Swiss Army knife. Can do everything but shoot. And he's going to be able to close games at the five without a true center in the court. That's when I think the Nets are going to be most dangerous. And this is the most important part to me. KD and Kyrie are the two best closers in the NBA. In the last four minutes of a playoff basketball game, usually the team with the best closer wins. They got two of them. You're seriously 100% correct because it's really one and two. There are no better. I mean, maybe you'll throw Damian Lillard in that conversation, but I don't even think I put him above any of those guys. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant are known bucket getters in the clutch. You know what I'm trying to say? And if it's a close game and you need a bucket, (laughs) you're going to get it. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm with you on that. I think that can definitely be a difference maker for them. Again, you know, nine times out of ten, if you got KD, you don't even need Kyrie, you know. But again, it's the play, it's going to be the playoffs. It's going to be competitive. Everyone's trying to come at this Nets team. They're trying to come at their neck, you know what I mean? So uh, can they do it? Most definitely. The question is, will they do it? And will they even win a championship? Because right now they got the Bucks that, that beat them last year, you know. So and I, I I'm think interested. we agree. The uh, who who it's up to to decide if they can run through these playoffs, Eric Adams, <laughs> mayor of New York City, that's who's gonna make the call right now. Yeah, man, a hundred percent, man. And let's let's see what happens. He had some spicy shots towards Kyrie in his latest address to the city, but uh, we don't need to get into all of that. You guys can look that up. Uh, with that being said, this next topic, man, it's it's one that's really gonna turn some heads. You know, we we hear a lot of the hashtags, we hear a lot of the news. Washed King, LeBron ain't what he used to be. The Lakers suck. I mean, no disagreement for me on that last point. With all that being said, <laughs> LeBron James has shown us in his eight is it eighteen? Is it nineteen? Nineteen. In his nineteenth season, about to be two decades, that he's still the man. Posting back to back fifty point performances, fifty six, and then following that up with fifty against the Washington Wizards. LeBron James could not be stopped. And that's the thing, man. Anything less than those 50 points, they're losing the game. So to see him being able to do that, year 19, 35-plus years old, got to have some appreciation. You got to appreciate it at least a little bit, you know? Absolutely. And the best part about it is they're not empty stats, okay? (laughs) These are needed buckets. These are needed 50 balls. Because the only two games the Lakers have won since the All-Star break are the two games where he's went for 50. And that's so sad because they really need to get that man some help. But in the same token, LeBron James, we can't take this guy for granted. We don't know how much longer he's going to play. I know he wants to play with Bronny, but there's no guarantees. You know what I'm saying? Father Tom could knock on that ACL at any moment. (laughs) So, I I mean, we just got to appreciate greatness while we have it. 
LeBron has been the face of this league for so long. And honestly, hate him or love him, you got to agree that he's been a tremendous. I don't think you can think of a better face of a sport than LeBron has been for the NBA for the last 20 years. Yeah, I'm with you. LeBron is the penultimate superstar. You know what I mean? When it comes to not, you know, he's always catching the right headlines and never the wrong headlines. He's always doing the things that he's supposed to do. He's a family man. He's a he's someone that the people can look up to. He's well-versed. LeBron James is that guy when it comes to that. So, uh, man, it's it's been such a sight to see. And, and what's interesting to me, right, is a lot of the deficiencies in his game that he had earlier on his, in his career, he's really corrected, man. This guy is shooting the three ball relatively effortlessly. You know what I mean? He's still getting to the cup. He's still slamming on fools the way we know he does. But the shooting impact, man, it's been such a great thing to see. And again, LeBron's only ever scored 50, however, so many times in his career. Not, It's what not... Look, you know, okay, that's a decent amount. But with all that being <laughs> said, for averaging down near 30 for your entire career... You know what I mean? He's not like Jordan where Jordan has an or, or Kobe has an insane amount of 50 and 60 point yeah, games. Kobe more so on the 60. But you get what I'm trying to say. The whole point that I'm trying to make is LeBron James has completed out his package, man. And if he had a full a full health AD, a full health roster, and maybe one other guy. And honestly, let me not say that. Russell Westbrook playing the way that we know he should. <laughs> this team is scary. LeBron wins another championship ASAP because, damn, man is killing it. Yeah, and just a quick note on Russell Westbrook since you brought him up. Uh, I was watching the game today. Like I said, they're getting pounded by the Suns. That one should be over soon. Gosh, they put up 80 points in the first half on them. But Russell Westbrook looks like a player without confidence. He is, he looks like he's on the island that Julius Randle was for a large part of the year where he's just – he's way in his own head. Because we know Russell Westbrook is a guy that's free and relentless on the court. Uh, that That's not even happening anymore. So it's, it's hmm, he needs to go. I think he knows that. It looks mutual at this point with him and the Lakers leaving. But, uh, yeah, he's unrecognizable right now in a Lakers jersey. Yeah, man. And you know what? And I because of his history, because of the triple doubles, because of the record breaking and the impact, that he's made in his career over time. We hate to see something like this, man. But I'd argue, you know, and again, I'm so one of the people who are still adamant that Russell can make a huge impact in the NBA. He's damaged his career. You know what I mean? He went to a place where I don't think he fit very well. I think he literally is baby LeBron. You know, who's, he's like what LeBron was before LeBron fixed his shot. So he's baby LeBron. And there's honestly, he doesn't mesh well in that system. It's not you. Ca- you can't think of where he, it, he just doesn't fit. That's period. it. Is yeah, you're right. And it, it's go ahead. Yeah, like we know we know what Bron needs around him, and it's not uh, slashers that can't shoot. That's that's never worked. That's, Ball that's heavy slashers worked. that can't shoot. You know what I'm trying to say? So with all that being said, man, I don't think that it's Russell Westbrook's fault. I think it's the system. I think it's the pressure. He has been the scapegoat. The Lakers suck, yes. Is it all his fault? No. Does he play a part in it? For sure. You know? Um, Which brings me to my next point. I say all that to say, Russell Westbrook has a plus minus of 100, negative 114 this season. Shit. You know what I mean? What can you say? The Lakers are 114 points worse throughout the entire season when Russell Westbrook has been on the floor. You know? That's a stat in itself that's going to get him off the roster. So, 
I don't know, man. Like, we're going to stick to LeBron here about how great he's been. But Russell Westbrook, he's got to go somewhere quick and do something before he damages the rest of his legacy, you know? Speaking about moving teams and legacy, like, I, I just when you were talking, it made me think. Like, you zoom out and look at LeBron in the span of his career and all the different franchises that he's elevated. And just, like, his impact, like we were talking about, all, as the face of the NBA for 20 years – and I don't know if it works so well. I don't know if NBA is, is – well, it's clear that the NBA isn't as interesting without LeBron. But if he stays in the same space, if he's in Cleveland the whole time, we, we you know that fatigue that was building up with the Cleveland Warriors finals the year after year after year? Like rooting against him or rooting for him, just seeing him change scenes was, was like exciting. It created a whole nother layer to basketball. I don't know. I'm just thinking like – he got a lot of crap for it. For some people, that's the biggest knock that he's ring chasing the whole time. But I think the NBA is in a better spot for it, for the decision, for all the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. There's no doubt that LeBron James, aside from Michael Jordan, has made the biggest impact in league history. He's brought the NBA to heights that you know no one expected it to ever be at. You know what I mean? Even as recently as the 70s and 80s, the league was obscure. The NBA was not even close to being a top four sport in America. And a lot of people now argue it's top two, top three, you know? Uh, so I got to push back on it. It was before our time, but based on like what people say, the duo, I mean, you as an individual, I think you got it. But the duo of Magic and Larry Bird, like playing in the, in the March Madness finals two years in a row and then entering in the league at the same time and dominating – at the same time, like that fair. was that that was like next level. Okay, fair, fair, fair. You're right. I actually didn't even think about it from that perspective, a hundred percent. But you get what I'm trying to say. So now I think that man, let's be honest, right? I've spent so much of my life hating on this guy LeBron, <laughs> but then again, you gotta be great for people to hate on you and the type of impact. What you either support him. You either hate him. There's no in the middle. You know what I mean? And the type of energy, the type of drama, the type of entertainment he's been able to bring to fans since 2003, man, has been unmatched. It's something, again, we haven't seen since the days of Jordan or Magic and Bird. Very, it's very rare moments in history, and we've been lucky to witness it, you know? Big facts. Yeah. So this year, man, a lot of records have fell in the NBA. We got Steph break the all-time three-point record in my home gym. For God, we had LeBron become the game's all-time leading scorer, combining regular season and playoffs. I don't know how that went under the rug, but the latest in the list of fallen NBA records belongs to Coach Pop, because he became the NBA's most winning coach in history. One thousand. 336 wins for Pop for us. What are your thoughts? Man, shouts out to the Pop, Greg Popovich, man. He, besides Tim Duncan, man, Greg Popovich is the definition of the San Antonio Spurs, man. Shouts <laughs> out to him. He is the most winningest coach ever. You know what I mean? The impact that he's been able to make. He is arguably... Better than the Phil Jacksons and the Jerry Wests and the uh, uh, Miami's general manager, the Pat, Pat Riley's, Riley, bro. Yep. 
you know, he's arguably better than them. I mean, if not, if you look at the numbers alone, he is better than them. He's won way more games than anybody ever. He's won five championships in, in, in the least amount of time. Shouts out to you, Greg. The fact that you're able to get up every day, still come out with the same energy, the same passion that you do is a true testament to who you are as a character, bro. And shouts out to you one more time for putting Timmy and the VI on the map. You know what I'm saying? So much love to Greg. And the number is crazy, right? 1,366 wins or 336 wins. Like, that sounds crazy if you just think of an 82-game season. But that's not what you need to tell you that he's a great coach. If the five championships don't do it, it's the Hall of Fame coaches that are coming after him. It's the at least 10 NBA coaches that have worked under him. Like, when you're, it's like your kids' kids is getting rich off of your success. That's how good you are. Seriously. <laughs> those wins pop alone has more wins than six NBA franchises. Thank God that's the list my Knicks didn't make it on. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's a great point that you make, Ty. You know, um, and the thing is, right, Greg Popovich is not the only one breaking records this season. You know, LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer. If you include playoffs and regular season, you know, which is something crazy to even think about. The guy LeBron James in his career so far, still got four or five years left, has scored 45,000 points. Let's sit back and appreciate that for a second. I mean, this man is hoarding accomplishments and records like no other. <laughs> his basement or wherever he puts his trophies is going to look like a museum when he's done. It's crazy. His trophy room needs a trophy room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, we got to touch on something. I, I didn't add it oh. to the rundown, but we got some breaking news. Cue to breaking news, you know. <laughs> Thomas Patrick Edward Brady has unretired after two hot months on the shelf. <laughs> Done folding laundry and taking the kids to school. He's back. Tom Brady making the return, yo. Unretiring, a la Brett Favre. I don't know if anyone else. A la Michael Jordan. This is a GOAT thing, I guess? I don't know, but Thomas is back. Back to the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, man, and you mentioned it. Tom Brady, he was sick. So just watching on the side. He'll be coming to you to your latest TV screen every Monday and Thursday night, right? And listen, we've been blessed. The GOAT, the GOAT has decided he's back. You know what I'm saying? And Tom Brady, fresh off. He won a championship last year, but man, the man is fresh off a seven championship career. You know what I'm trying to say? That's the most in history. And he said, I'm back for more. Age 43, age 44, he's still going. Doesn't matter, you know? That was some crazy news when it came out. Yeah, I feel like we had to touch on it. And I saw this story too. I don't know if you've seen this. So there's a guy, obviously a sports fan, at least a sports investor, Shells out 500k as of two days ago to buy Tom Brady's last NFL touchdown football. He he just lost <laughs> a lot of that investment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's like if you had the last ball from the ninety the ball from the ninety three uh, game six finals, right? You're thinking in ninety four, man, I'm about to get. Hey, ninety five comes back, you're screwed. That sucks, man. <laughs> that guy's got to get a return on that on that purchase. Yeah, man, that sucks. 
It's crazy. I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, my boy Cole with the rookie Jordan ticket still takes the cake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For biggest flop. You know? What an investment. You know? Yeah, man. All right. That's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. For us, any final thoughts? Nah, man. As always, guys, shouts out to y'all. Thank you for continuing to tune in. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. We appreciate y'all. You already know, guys, it's Hoop Plug on Facebook, Hoop Plug on Instagram, Hoop Plug on, Hoop Plug, Hoop Plug on YouTube. Everywhere you go, it's Hoop Plug, baby. Put some flavor in your head. Peace.